Okay, when? I'm here, Walt. Okay, I'm about to call him right now. Okay, now this is uh, very special. Uh, we are going to have a interview with Mr. Lino himself, Larry Kenny. So, call him right now. Oh, I, I'm geeked. I'm very geeked up right now. So, <laughs> so okay. I'm, I'm starstruck. Mr. Kenny, how you doing? I'm fine, Walt. How are you, buddy? I am great. Wow. I'm, you know, when I contacted you, I told my wife, and she was laughing at me because I was like a schoolgirl. Like, I was just like, you cannot believe who I am going to talk to on Monday. And she was so happy for me. And then I told my partner when, and he was like, get out of here. So, <laughs> so he's here, he's talking, he's on here with us right now. So, um, the way I feel is, uh, who doesn't know who you are? Okay. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, of course, you know, we know you, I, I knew you as, uh, before I even actually knew who you were, I knew the voice because I'm old school. I didn't have no internet. So I knew the voice. And when I hear your voice, I heard the voice of Lionel. I heard you doing commercials etc and yeah I, yeah I I was like you know who is this guy and later on in life with the internet you know I was able to actually look you up know who the voice was the character yeah. etc because um you know uh, with the Thundercats especially um they didn't actually have the voice with the actual character the voice act with the character so yeah, so I'm I'm just gonna ramble on. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm sorry. I was, I was about to ask you if you need me. <laughs> no, we definitely want. I'm honored you asked me to be here with you. Oh, oh, we are definitely honored. Oh, go ahead, Wynn. I, I, I missed you. I missed your partner's name. Tell me the, his name. Oh, Wynn. Wynn, how you doing, Wynn? Uh, I'm great, sir. I'm great, sir. And it is an absolute honor to have you taking time out of your day to just kind of chat with us a little bit and stuff. Um, I've had the pleasure of going to every PowerCon since it's begun. So the PowerCon Mass Universe was merged with TMNT, that's uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles at one point in time. Then another time it was Thundercats. So you came to the shows and I mean, you're the life of the party without question. And we just want to bring you on board and stuff and let you go ahead and speak about who you are for anybody that might not know you. Because, you know, and I'm nerd fandom and stuff. You are everything. Yes. I mean, with the, 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 our gateway drug was Mass Universe, but. I mean, a close second, if not the second, was Thundercats oh, because, of those on, because of those ensemble groups. And I could tell you, you know, probably at the point in time in life where I start collecting action figures and imagining and role playing, you know, at what time Master Universe cut off for me, probably in the second or third grade. I have fond memories of being in the fourth grade and actually acting out as lion holding up tree branches from dead trees on a playground at school and giving off that Thundercat cadence. So... <laughs> I love hearing that cat stuff, man. You know, I always tell people, if, if, well, when I was, you know, a kid, <clears throat> or even your age now, I, I knew that uh, that uh, Stan Lee was going to be, you know, at a certain place at a certain time. I'd have been the first guy online, you know, when I was a kid. So I, I understand, uh, I understand what you're talking about. Yeah, it's definitely amazing, amazing memories and stuff. And we want to thank you for being a part of those uh, lively 
and and just great memories and stuff of us growing up as kids. And obviously, it's something to be said about those memories sticking with us 20 to 30 going on 40 years later. And with you being behind that and helping shape those memories, we just definitely want to go ahead and give you your praises while we have you have this opportunity to give you that praise and just allow you to go ahead and talk and tell us about yourself, past, present, future, if you would like to. Sure. I thought for a second you were going to say, well, I'm still alive. No, no, no. We would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> we're definitely not going to go there. Yeah. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm ready, ready to hear you guys are. Okay. We are ready to go. All right. Go ahead, Walt. Okay. So, um, first off, um, and I'm sorry because I'm quite sure that a lot of the questions that we are going to ask has been asked of you many of times. <laughs> so, um, right. so um, um, what made you or what um, drove you to want to be a voice actor? Well, that's a good question. I, uh, I see I've never been asked that before. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> right, off, right off the bat, you got, you got one I've never been asked. Okay. Uh, well, I guess um, uh, when I was very young, in fact, my mom tells me that uh, that um, as early as I could talk, you know, and watch TV, okay. <laughs> that I would I would uh, mimic the, the cartoon characters and the people on television. Not, not from the time I could talk, but, you know, from, from six, seven <laughs> years on, you know, she said, she said I would always was doing, doing voices. And, um, of course, at that point, I had no idea what I was going to do with it. It was just, you know, just one thing to do. And then when I was in high school, I got a chance to do a radio show. And I said, why not incorporate the, the characters and, and uh, impressions I do on, on the radio show? And I did that. And I, and I did that for many, many years when I was a, a disc jockey. And then, of course, uh, when I got to, uh, <clears throat> to, to New York, where all the commercials are done, most of them anyway, uh, I was able to start um, employing that that same thing with commercials, and then along came uh, the, you know Thundercats and Silverhawks and all that. So it's been pretty much uh, a constant thing with me. Awesome, awesome. Now, um, of course, um, my uh, next question is going to be Thundercats. Now, yeah. did someone uh, agent uh, come to you? with Thundercats, um, did you, um, yeah, because this was very unknown <laughs> when it came out to, to everyone. So how did you find out about Thundercats and, or, um, auditioning for the role, et cetera? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's the way it works in, in this business, as you said. And, uh, uh, one day my agent, uh, called me, this is about, well, it was 83, I guess, actually. Wow. And he, he said, Hey, um, um, Monday at 10 o'clock in the morning, you should go here to this place. You know, that's how an agent works. They, everybody calls your agent and says, we want to audition it for something. And then your agent will tell you, you know, set up a schedule for you and you go. So uh, I went and, um, and we read for, um, ask me, pick two characters that you'd like to read for. I mean, when I got there, they had, uh, the walls were filled with uh, drawings and images of the characters themselves, of course. And, Gave us a synopsis of the show. It's about you know, because it was brand new. Nobody knew what it was about. And so I picked um, I picked Lionel to audition for because I knew he was the, uh, the leader. Of the <laughs> I figured it might as well go big time, right? Yep. <laughs> they wanted one. Wanted me to do one uh, 
Thundercat and one mutant, one of the bad guys. So I, I picked Jackal Man because when I looked at the picture of him, the, the, the illustration, the, the drawing of him, um, a voice just popped right into my head. And now that I look back on it, I think it was, I got that voice from a, another cartoon show from when I was a kid called uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle. Are you guys familiar with that? Oh, yes, yes. Absolutely. Yeah, okay, good. Well, there was a character on there, if you recall, called uh, Snidely Whiplash. He was the guy with the, the villain with the top, the black top hat and the black cape and black mustache, you know. And he yeah. Was, yes. I'm going to get you, Nell, and tie you to the railroad track. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and it came together because when they told me the character's name was Jackal Man, uh, I, I, I don't know, I've never seen a jackal, but I've seen pictures of them, and, and it seems to me they look kind of sneaky and wily, no offense, Walt. <laughs> and so I thought, you know, that would be a good voice for this guy, too. So I kind of altered it a little bit, and that's how I came up with, We must get the Thundercats, yes! Okay. Wow, that's that's wow. I, I'm, I'm I have goosebumps right now. I definitely have goosebumps. Now, when you looked at the Lino, now no, they showed you a picture, right? Now, um, as a kid looking at Lino, one of the uh, things about the Thundercats that I love is the fact that the Thundercats are actually racially ambiguous. So you know, it, I feel like any kid can relate to Thundercats. I mean, Lino himself is like orange with an afro. So it's like, yeah. I feel like, you know, it's not like a certain yeah. demographic can like just, you know, be like, yeah. So um, when you um, came up with the voice, yeah. which um, it seems like Lionel's voice is pretty much your natural voice, isn't it? You've got it. It's exactly my natural voice. The okay. In fact, they told us for the uh, Thundercats characters themselves, they didn't want, quote, cartoon characters. Oh, cartoon okay. voices. They, they didn't want, you know, uh, they wanted to sound like humans because they were half human, half cat. Yes. So, uh, yeah, that was just just my voice. And of course, the only difference was I'm talking with you guys now. I'll say something like, uh, "Sword of Omens, come to my hand." I lie and I'll command it. But on TV, it sounds like "Sword of Omens, come to my hand." Wow. I wow. <laughs> so it's just a, a matter of making it more dramatic, you know. But uh, yeah, I got lucky there because I didn't have to come up with a voice for that one. Wow. So um, I know that with uh, Rankin and Bass cartoons, of course, I'm, I knew this later on in life. You did other voices for their properties, like uh, with uh, Silverhawks and also yeah. with the uh, Tiger Sharks. Yeah, we did a lot of, a lot of uh, Rankin and Bass stuff. And when I say we, I mean the, uh, the members of the cast of Thundercats were pretty much the same people in uh, Silverhawks, <laughs> yeah. Tiger Sharks. Uh, we did a bunch of uh, holiday specials for them, like wow. Life Adventures of Santa Claus and A Star for Jeremy and a few of those. Um, so it's pretty much it's pretty much the same cast, yeah. Wow. Um, so, wow. I'm I'm speechless right now. So, um, <laughs> so also you you've done uh serial um characters like uh, Count Chocola and Sunny. Uh, Wow. I mean, now I didn't pick up the voices on those. That's something that I found out later on. Like, especially yeah. Sonny. I did not know that Lionel was the, the same Sonny. voice for, <laughs> for Sonny. So I'm like, okay. I mean, even Jackal Man. I mean, that's even crazy. You know, you 
people didn't know that kind of stuff until the internet because, well, if you think about it on commercials, you don't, you don't, they don't have credits. Of the exactly. They don't tell you who's doing this voice, who's doing that voice. So, you know, nobody knew that back then. But now with the internet, of course, there are, there are even websites uh, like Behind the Voice Actors and Who Did That Voice is actually a website. So you can look up any, any, any character you want and you can find out who's doing their voice. Wow. Now, when he mentioned earlier about, you know, me and him, we are Masters of Universe fans, big time. But one thing that I feel like even Masters of Universe diehard fans will admit is the Sword of Omens. The Sword of Omens is the definitive 80s cartoon sword that has not changed. You know, with Sorry, the E-Man sword, that has changed many times. But the Sword of Omens have not, didn't change. And I was so excited to hear your voice in the uh, in the uh, new Thundercats cartoon where you play Claudius. Yeah, and right. when they had you do the, uh, you know, Thunder, Thunder, you know, and I was like, wow, you know, it's like that that was mad respect to you to have you, you come know, back and do that again. Know, uh, Walt, that was um, uh, uh, one, of the, one of the greatest moments in my career, I think, for me personally. Okay. Uh, at the San Francisco Comic Con back in 2011, when they uh, when we did the, the reboot of the show, and they flew me out to San Francisco to to the Comic Con there, and uh, they showed for the very first time an audience saw the first episode of the new Thundercats. Okay. And I was backstage. They had um, me and, the, and a, a couple of people from the new cast behind backstage. Everybody introduces after the you know the, they had shown the, the episode. And from backstage, you couldn't really hear what was going on. You could hear it was a very loud noise. It was an auditorium of about two or three thousand people, and um, you could hear the thing playing, but you know I couldn't really tell what was being said. And plus, I'm talking to other people and being interviewed and all that kind of thing. Yes. At one point, the audience just went crazy, roaring, and we all looked around. And somebody came over and said, "They just heard Larry do Thundercats Ho, and they're going crazy." <laughs> <laughs> such a, a, a nice homage you know oh, this yeah i mean now uh, the new series i mean well there was a newer series um but hmm. that particular series but but, but that particular <laughs> series was, was was so awesome because yes it was a lot different than the original but you know it was respectful and yeah. just to have you involved in that i mean i felt like it made it really legit because if you weren't involved in it, I would have been like, eh, what, what's going on with them? Um, so, so um, now, and it's a shame. Now, when he had the honor of going to PowerCon uh, in the beginning and actually uh, meeting you, and by the time I came along, um, they stopped having Thundercats and Ninja Turtles with the uh, PowerCon. So I was yeah. kind of like, oh, jeez. So, <laughs> um, so now... I've been on YouTube and and I stumbled across um, the voice actors um, actually in a booth talking, and I thought that that was so amazing. Um, it, it's um, I, I've tried to find video footage of you in no, the booth with those guys. Yeah. Well, I mean, actually, there is some. It comes. It came from the same uh, video that uh, the one you're talking about is with Earl Hammond. Yeah. And, um, 
maybe Lynn Lipton or Peter Newman. I don't know. There were just two or three of them. And that is a small clip from a, a home video. Okay. I call it a home movie that Lynn Lipton, Chitara took. Wow. Uh, one of the last days we were recording the show. Okay. So she, she made it to give each of us a copy so we'd have a memory of what it was like in the, in the studio, you know. And over the years, um, she, has not, she has not allowed anybody to to put it on, on the internet or on TV or anything. Wow. She, you know, she wants to keep it as a private thing between us. Okay. Uh, now how that little clip got up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was, I probably was on the floor taking a nap or something. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. The, the, the Lord of the Thundercats need his rest. <laughs> Wow, because when I saw it, I was like, that is amazing because, I mean, it, it was so neat to see the actual actors and yeah. and and when they were doing the voices, I mean, I mean, their, their bodies contorted and they were really getting into character. It wasn't just sitting yeah. on the stool and just talking, so. Especially Earl Hammond who played Mumra. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. As a matter of fact, you know how on screen, when you see, when you see um, um, Mumra, beginning to transform you know he says ancient spirits of evil transform and he's you know to mumra you see on the screen you'll see uh, uh mumra the character starts drooling yeah Stuff comes out his mouth you know and all that well earl actually did that <laughs> <laughs> when he did that roaring stuff the, the, the uh, saliva would just be flung all over the room and this uh, <laughs> began to uh, first so you always see when I was looking ahead a couple of pages from where we were, and when I was to say two more pages until Earl does the Mumra thing, so we all start moving back a little bit into the corner. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like a shower for everybody. <laughs> it's a lava shower. That's wow, wow, um, wow. Uh, when do you have any questions? I mean, yeah, the, yeah, the, go ahead. I mean, yeah. Yeah, let me let me squeeze one in right quick, okay. uh, Larry. Okay. So 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 we know you iconically as Lionel. Can you tell us if there were any other roles that you might have auditioned for or anything in your head? Because, I mean, animation has been around since the 30s on up. So there's other other iconic characters in the world and stuff like a Superman or a Batman. Are there were there any uh, auditions that you ever uh, went out for might have not got or are there any kind of um, characters that you would have liked to apply your heroic and stoic voice to that we just don't have? any privy to, but we, we, we can get a nugget out of you today. Well, you know, I, it's going to sound, I'm going to sound egotistical here, but I, uh, no, I, I, there's nothing. Well, first of all, um, I, I, I don't believe, I don't remember auditioning for any particular uh, character that I, that I didn't get. Okay. Uh, one thing, for one thing, once you've done Thundercats and Silverhawks and everything, uh, you, you kind of become known for those and the other shows don't really want to use you on their, on their, yeah. on their, Gotcha. Back then, back then, you know, I mean, I mean they never would have used me on E-Man, for example, or, or a Masters Universe or something like that, because I was known as, in the business, as you know, Lionel. Lion. Probably Rankin Bass wouldn't have been very, very happy with that. <laughs> uh, I mean, you don't have to sign any kind of an agreement with them that you won't do other cartoons, but, but it's kind of understood in business, you know, that you, you know. And, and also in commercials, like I, I've done Count Chocular for 40 years and uh, Cocoa Puffs for 40 years, but uh, contractually, I could not do another serial that was not a General Mills serial. Wow. Okay. Okay. Even the character was totally different. You know? so, okay. Uh, General 
able to do that, but never, never saw the need to. Um, I'm trying to think of what I have on the air now that you guys know and may not know it's me. Um, you know the Skittles candy commercials? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Boys. Taste the rainbow. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we get that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that's, me, that's me at the end of every commercial. Yes, it is. And, and I kind of recognize, I think I recognize your voice in the uh, the 80s, like on like with MTV or VH1. VH1, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. And, and that's the thing. It's like uh, you, you you hear your voice, and it's always like it's, it's like a squirrel effect, like squirrel. It's like, hey, it's his voice, it's Lionel. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's like, yeah. You know it, you know it. Okay. Ironically, uh, I was just going to mention that uh, on show called i did a lot of vh1 shows sometimes with my real voice and sometimes with character and uh, one of the longest running ones i did was for vh1 was the show called best week ever oh yeah okay. yeah yep i used the, i used the same voice there pretty much as for the skittles commercials it was like um, um it's april 2nd 1995 the best week ever yeah yeah <laughs> now 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 do, do you feel like that's sort of like a um a tactic for uh people of our generation to like get us to buy things or to pay attention because it's almost like it's like a subliminal type of a thing because we're like programmed as little kids like you know that's a, that's the voice of our hero so now that we're like grown and got some like you know some um some cash um they're like oh well, we can use that voice <laughs> to talk to them <laughs> and get a, and get them to do what we want. So <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is wow. Um, so let, let me ask a question right quick. Far as the future of Thundercats and if Larry could have any involvement with it, so probably. Um, last summer, maybe even later than that, it was some rumors going around that there was going to be a new CGI movie. Oh, yeah, I think through yeah, Warner yeah. Brothers Studio or anything like that. Larry, are you aware of that? And if you had the opportunity to go ahead and be a part of a voice cast for, let's say, a one and a half, two hour feature length movie, would you be willing to lend your voice to something like that? Oh, of course I would. <laughs> of course you would. <laughs> there have been rumors off and on for oh, 20, 25 years about a new Thundercats movie. And in fact, they did announce, Warner Brothers announced, uh, as you mentioned, back in uh, 20, uh, 2010 or so, late 2010, that they were going to do the movie. And then they they um, decided to shelve that and do the, the, the reboot of the series. Yes. So I can find them when it came out in 2011. But now, you're right, there, there is currently, uh, Warner Brothers did announce a month or two ago that they were going to do a, a, a new CGI movie and uh, had hired a director and a screenwriter. Um, but I haven't heard anything more about that. So I He's just waiting uh, just waiting on the phone call. <laughs> no calls yet, no. <laughs> now now um with the fandom the way it is and um a lot of people in their thirties and forties um still trying to uh uh capture their their childhood and action figures, yeah. cartoons, etc does this shock you like uh did you know in your wildest dreams when you did the voice of Lionel or the voice of bluegrass etc did you ever think that there will be you know people still like just uh you're yearning for more 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, or did you feel like, ah, I'm going to do this voice or whatever, this one-shot thing, people are going to forget all about it. Like, how did you feel when you was well, first doing those characters? Uh huh. Of course, there was no way to know back then. <laughs> yeah. 35 years ago, we knew we had a good product. Uh huh. When the ratings started coming in, we knew it was a hit and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and the toys sales went crazy and, and, and all that. Um, but um, there's really no way you can, you know, you couldn't possibly say, this is going to be a huge hit and we're going to be talking about it 35 years from now after the internet. Of course, it was really the internet that, that, um, that and, the, and the people, uh, the Comic Cons. You know, yes. That's what brought it, brought it back. I remember the first time my son said to me, Dan, he was about. 18 or so, he said, Dan, you got to start going to Comic Con. I said, What the hell is that? <laughs> he said, You need to go there and you, you know, people pay you for your autograph. I said, No, 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 I'm not going to do that. I've been, ever since the show was on the air, whenever somebody asked me in person or wrote me from anywhere in the world for an autograph picture, uh, I would send it to them. And, and I, I, I paid the postage myself. I still do. Wow. Uh, I, I, I want one. I the print myself and, and, <laughs> and I send them out myself. Wow. Because I feel when I owe that to, to you know, the fan base. I mean, my God, if it weren't for them, <laughs> I'd still be washing cars, you know. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, but he convinced me. He said, Dad, you don't understand. This, this Comic-Con thing is a, a, new, it's a new situation where people come there expecting to meet people like you and several others, you know, and, and buy toys and, and pay for your autograph and all that kind of stuff. I said, all right, okay. I'll do it. But the first, the first couple of we did, yeah, I made him go with me, and I made him take the money because I could. I, it just made me feel bad. I had to hand me, you know, thirty or forty bucks. I, I wasn't, you know, I just didn't think it was right. But it's, uh, I've gotten used to it now. <laughs> well, well, speaking of the, much anymore. <laughs> um, speaking of the fans, I've never heard. Like people who I've came in contact with who met you, I never heard a bad story. It's always been a funny story, or you know, he he's so down to earth, or you know, this guy's a character, you know. And I'm not mentioning names, but I've heard other voice actors, people have met them and they had bad experience, and you know, maybe they had a bad day, but almost yeah. every person I ran into, they always had like such a funny story, you know, just at the table or off the table when they yeah. came in contact with yeah. you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for saying that. I, I, um, I'm, I'm proud of that too. Uh, because I, I love being at those things. I love, I love meeting the people, you know, and, and hearing the stories of their story. I like to hear their stories about when they were kids, like you, like you were telling me earlier today, you know, you're out there playing with the tree branch and as, as the sword and everything. And I, and I love that. And, um, so I'm glad people, I'm glad people have a good impression of it. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, uh, Wendy, have anything else? Because I don't want to. Yeah, take up any more time than need be. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm I'm pretty good. I'm I'm still I'm still pretty much in shock. You know that we have them on the other end. So I'm <laughs> I'm just absorbing the conversation for what it's worth. So yeah. I don't have anything else. You know, I wish we could have oh. asked more specific questions for the T Cat fans. But I mean, we just wanted this to be an opportunity for Larry just to come on, speak to us briefly. And just hear how he's doing. How you doing in general? Just today, how are we doing? How, how's life in general? Oh, for me? Yes. Yes, sir. Okay. And and uh, speaking of... I always, I always enjoyed life no matter what I was doing. That, that, that's awesome. You got to. Good. If you do have any other questions, or we can always do this again. Part two. Okay. 
Okay, awesome. I, I would definitely take advantage of that. And and before uh, I let you go, I just want to let you know that um, uh, this this is personal. Um, my son, my youngest son, he's twelve, but when he was born, um, he was born with a serious heart defect. So he had multiple heart surgeries. And as he gotten older, when he got older, he has a scar in the center of his chest, and he was very uh-huh. self conscious. So. I decided that I was going to get a tattoo down the center of my chest. So I thought of what I was going to get and I chose the Sword of Omens because to me, that is the iconic 80s sword. And instead of the Eye of Thundera, I put a heart and put a line in the art, in the actual heart. Yeah, so um, I just wanted to just just let you know just how much um, the, the cartoon and your character meant so much to me in, in oh, general wonderful. and how's your son now buddy? oh he, he's great you would never know <laughs> that he's uh, going through <laughs> what he's going through but yeah just uh yeah i mean it hurt like it hurt like heck but just looking at it and just thinking of uh just getting it in a reason i mean I, I i i love the character that that you played um the you know uh, multiple characters uh that you've done and you know, like I was telling when, you know, this is a selfish podcast right here. Like, this is us <laughs> wanting to uh, talk to you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we, okay. I really enjoyed it, guys. Okay, awesome. Also, on that note, I'm I'm good. So, you know, I know okay. that you're a busy man. <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. I really enjoyed talking to you. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Really appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Bye. All right.